I love the sound of my own voice. So, I've decided to read you a story. Thank you for joining me today on Short Stories with Talisha. I'm your host, Talisha Wallace. Sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Normally, I come to you with one amazing story, but today I found you three tiny short stories that I think you're going to love just as much as I do. Here we go. Here's the first story. The Kaleidoscope. While honeymooning in Maine, my wife and I stopped in the picturesque town of Booth Bay on a particularly dreary and rainy day. Since our planned picnic was out of the question, we sought shelter in a dilapidated little antique store near the harbor. While my wife inspected the large chests and side tables near the door, I eagerly examined the antique tools and seafaring equipment inside the glass sales counter at the back. Being a collector of optics and mariner's instruments, I hoped to find a sextant or perhaps an old leather-bound telescope. A particularly interesting piece caught my eye. It appeared to be a heavy brass flashlight bearing a worn brown patina, but remarkably modern in design. I asked the shopkeeper, but he could only tell me that it was found in the same sailor's chest as several of the compasses and sextant also on display. He inquired as to whether I would like to purchase it for $5 or perhaps have it for free. It's worthless to me. Nobody wants it. When I remarked about the price, he sighed wearily and reached into the cabinet and retrieved it for me. Here, see for yourself, feller. The craftsmanship was wonderful, quite durable, and apparently handmade, perhaps somewhere in Europe. Worn lettering indicated it might be German or perhaps Austrian in origin. I twisted the bulb housing and a weak red beam swept out. Poking it into a dark corner of the shop, I was greeted with fantastic monotone swirls moving and entwining with each other like a pit of eels. As I stared further into this unusual projector kaleidoscope, my fanciful mind invented ghoulish faces and sinuous, gnarled tendrils. Shutting the device off, I turned excitedly to the shopkeeper. Fantastic, I said. It must have an oil filter of sorts in front of the lens. I have two Victorian kaleidoscopes, but none that are illuminated like this. You don't get it, do you? Nobody gets it. They all come back to return it after a while. The shopkeeper leaned on the counter, and I could see that he was breathing heavily and perspiring. They all think that that's some sort of trick till they start seeing it when the light's off. That ain't no projection, mister. That damn thing, that light, it ain't making up those creatures. It's just letting your eyes see what's already there. (laughs) 
The story is called The Girl in the Photograph. One school day, a boy named Tom was sitting in a class doing math. It was six more minutes until school let out, and he was doing his homework. Something caught his eye. His desk was next to the window, and he turned and looked to the grass outside. It looked like a picture. When school was over, he ran to the spot where he saw it. He ran so fast that no one else could grab it. He picked it up and smiled. It had a picture of the most beautiful girl he had ever seen. She had a dress with tights on and red shoes, and her hand was formed into a peace sign. She was so beautiful, he wanted to meet her, so he ran all over the school and asked everyone if they knew her if they, or if they had ever seen her before. But everyone he asked said no. He was devastated. When he was home, he asked his older sister if she knew the girl, but unfortunately, she also said no. It was very late, so Tom walked up to the, up the stairs, placed the picture on his bedside table, and went to sleep. In the middle of the night, Tom was awakened by a tap on his window, and it was like a nail tapping. He got scared. After the tapping, he heard a giggle. He saw a shadow near his window, so he got out of his bed, walked toward his window, opened it up, and followed the giggling. By the time he reached it, it was gone. The next day again, he asked his neighbors if they knew her. Everybody said, sorry, no. When his mother came home, he even asked her if she knew her. She said, no. He went to his room, placed the picture on his desk, and fell asleep. Once again, he was awakened by a tapping. He took the picture and followed the giggling. As he walked across the road, he was suddenly hit by a car. He died instantly, picture in hand. The driver got out of the car and tried to help him, but it was too late. He saw the picture and picked it up. He saw a cute girl holding up three fingers. And now for our third and final story. Stories called Pigment 227. In 1966, the United States government began experimenting with the possibility of creating superhumans using controlled amounts of radiation. Volunteers for the experiment were all members of the United States military, soldiers, and their wives. The experiment entailed both the men and the women to receive a small tattoo using special eradicated ink known as Pigment 227. After showing no signs of negative side effects from the ink, the volunteers were urged to procreate. The scientists theorized that the radiation would affect the reproductive tissues and pass along enhanced superior genes to the fetus. The results were not what had been expected. After a few months, 70% of the men were diagnosed with prostate or testicular cancers, and 40% of the women were diagnosed with uterine cancer or became completely infertile after the exposure. The women who were able to conceive children endured particularly difficult, if not completely unnatural, pregnancies.
the developing fetuses were no longer growing at a normal rate. It was reported that four of the women had labor-induced at their 20th week because the baby was too large to carry safely. The premature babies were larger than average full-term babies and were hideously irreparably deformed. Extra limbs, missing limbs, brain damage, organ failure, blindness, deafness were all documented. One woman gave birth to twins who developed at a normal rate but died shortly after birth. The cause of death was unknown. After the miserable failure of the experiment, the remaining vials of pigment 227 were ordered destroyed and the files on the project classified. Two crates containing the vials were improperly labeled and escaped destruction. Short Stories with Talatia. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Follow me on Instagram at just underscore Talatia and DM me your feedback. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to tune in every Monday, Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday for all new stories, especially Saturdays. I've started Sexy Saturdays where I'll read erotic stories for your listening pleasure. And now, I've actually started a Patreon with all erotic stories in addition to the Saturday stories that are already available here. Check it out if you'd like to support. The Patreon link is in the description. I can't thank you all enough for tuning in. If you're really enjoying this podcast and you'd like to make a small donation, my Cash App and Venmo are in the description. Everyone who leaves a donation will get a future story dedicated to them. Thank you again for all your support, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.